The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what shall a man give in return for his life? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. No matter your politics or your place in life, right now you probably think that our world is going in the wrong direction. Individually, we may not agree on the causes, but together we do agree on the mess. And together we have an answer. Make it stop. That is how St. Peter feels in the Gospel for today. Peter thought that he was on the way to Jerusalem for a coronation where Jesus would be king and he would have a place of power. But this morning Jesus explains that he is actually going to Jerusalem to absorb the world's evil. Starting with the sins of his own tribe and then be killed and then in three days rise again. For St. Peter, that weakness is a disaster. So he leads Jesus aside and warns Jesus about the mess he's making. In verse 22, Peter sums it up this way. Never, Lord, make it stop. Some years when our troubles are at arm's length, we might find this amusing how impulsive Peter is and how surprised he must have been when Jesus called him Satan and told him to get out of the way. But this year, when our troubles are right on top of us and there is no clear way out, then it is much harder to stick with a Jesus who finds his glory not in rank or power or force, not in destroying his enemies, or as he says, not in the things of man, 
but in the things of God. In divine love so determined that Jesus dies for those who hate him. In glory so pure that Jesus gives up his own life for the life of the world. From here we might suppose that our story only gets more grim and that if we want to be Christians, then we should mope and slouch our way back into line behind St. Peter and gamely suffer our troubles now to earn a reward later. But that's not it at all. Today, Jesus is actually describing something quite different and something that will let our lives make sense again despite the mess, right now and with joy. Today, Jesus is reminding us to lengthen our story, to see a bigger picture, and then to set our own lives in the midst of this larger landscape. This all started in Eden, a land without power or force, where our parents walked as friends with our Lord in his garden in the cool of the day. It only went wrong when Adam and Eve and Peter and we tragically slipped away from our Lord's love. One after another, we took the lead and rebuked the Lord and went our own way. That catastrophe of pride has expressed itself in countless sinful ways since Eden. And these days, it has left our world in a tangle of hate and illness and poverty and fear that now weighs on us so heavily. So Jesus does St. Peter and all of us a great kindness when he warns us that going our own way is a trap. It is a scandal that looks promising but will be the end of us. Our sins can't be fixed by becoming powerful or wise or rich. In our world, it is much more common for power and wisdom and riches to be idols, sources of sin rather than its cure. We cannot fix the problem because we are the problem. Our sins can only be fixed when God himself makes our wrongs right, when his divine love re-enters our sinful world as our salvation. So tenderly, in time, a plan came together. The Father sent his one and only Son to redeem us. That Son took human flesh and lived among us to show us the way of life. He came to us as the new Adam, squaring up the sins of the old Adam. And for that, it took the cross. At first, St. Peter saw the cross as a failure, both for God and for us. 
But Jesus' cross is actually a great relief. It cleans the mess for us. It lifts the weight of evil off of us. So today, when Jesus asks us to deny ourselves, he is not asking us to wither, but to flourish. In this text, the opposite of deny is embrace. So when we deny ourselves, we embrace Jesus, all that he is and did and has become for us, That means when we pick up our cross, we are actually picking up his cross. Our cross is not some random or self-chosen or self-inflicted suffering. Our cross is the suffering that comes to us because with St. Peter, Jesus has diagnosed the Satan in each one of us And then, quite lovingly, Jesus has pulled us back into line behind himself. Get behind me, you and you and you folks over here. Get behind me and live. The world often punishes us for that, for following Jesus. And we are seeing more of that now. And yes, it will be a bit of a trudge home because our world has gotten itself into such a mess by rebuking Jesus for so long, so sternly. But there is always hope. Jesus is here again today using his words and his sacraments to cement himself to us, to give us his story of death and resurrection as our story, and so to give us his cross of suffering and cure as our cross. To take up our cross is to take up his divine love. So there is a joy in our cross even in the midst of the current mess because it puts us on the side of what is good and true and beautiful, what is pure and gift and blessing, what is eternal life and eternal love, what bears us all the way up to Golgotha and to the garden tomb, and through our own life and our own death and our own resurrection and our own ascension among the saints and angels before the glorious face of God forever. Take up your cross, which is Jesus' cross, and embrace it. And know that even now, in our crazy world, come what may, you and I are already in God's gracious hands, forever. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.